is Stephanie. And my name is Kay Swizzle. <laughs> just kidding. I'm and kidding. this is two bees in a pod. Two bees in a freaking pod. <laughs> just two literal besties. Any B word you want to use. <laughs> Spilling some freaking tea. <laughs> and speaking of freaking baddies, today we're talking about being one. What it means to be one. How we became one. The good, the bad, and everything in between, In baby. between, I was lit. Sorry. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> so, let's just get right into it. Being a baddie, and not just any kind of baddie, an independent baddie. You make your own. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Independent baddies from the get. From the beginning. It just, like... It's in there. It was there from the beginning. I think you and I have very different reasons and upbringings as to why we became the way that we are. Yeah. I feel like the way you grow up definitely has a lot to do with not only how you view life, but I guess how you become and the characteristics that you bring and how you respond to things. And I feel like that had a lot to do with me, at least. And, you know, like, I didn't grow up... I'm not going to say, I didn't grow up in the worst place. I absolutely love my family. You know, they, they did as much as they could. But we are, you know, we're in hard times. And it wasn't always the easiest. And, you know, the lights weren't always on. And But one thing I will say is that I've always had friends who, no matter what, would come over and hang out with me. They'd be like, against anything, they'd come over and be like, well, I don't care. I'd be like, lights are on at home. And they're like, well, okay, we'll just sit outside. And I'm like, like one time my friends did that. And I was like, oh. Like they really, they really fuck with me heavy. Like they, they don't even care about what's happening. Um, and that, in turn, made me have such a hard shell, because now I'm always like, oh, like something's always gonna happen. But I also can't let that affect me, because then I'm gonna be negative my whole life. Yeah, I feel like you always had like a very like hustler mentality. Yeah. Like no matter yeah. what you were faced with, there was always one a smile on your face. You were always, like, one of the goofiest people. And two, you were always, like, that doesn't mean anything. I'm still a fucking bad bitch. <laughs> you know? No matter what what the fuck my house looks like, I'm still a bad bitch. I'm going to get the job done. Period. So I feel job like... Done. I feel like... No, honestly. Yeah. Like, that's something that I've always, like, admired about you. Like, I was like, damn, like, this girl has it rough. I've been to I've been to your house when yeah. we were, like... Steppy is one of the friends who didn't too. care what was going on, and she... And yeah. she, she always knew everything that was going on, basically. And she still was riding with me yeah. till the wheels fell off. Yeah, and I feel like you were very much like a like a pillar for your family too. Like you you guys were like I said we mentioned it in the last episode that you guys were very much like a like a unit. Like yeah. you guys were always like together. You, your mom, and your brother, and then JP when he was here as well. <laughs> JP, <You know? laughs> shout out JP. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, oh my gosh, she remembers you know? me. <laughs> so like, I can definitely understand how that carries on into like the rest of your life and now your mindset is that just that like a hustler mentality like you know surviving I mean? all the time yeah and i, I was oh oh the surviving constantly is definitely a con sometimes because i feel like i'm always like when something good happens i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop i'm like well you know what happens usually when you get excited something bad happens and i hate that mentality and i've been trying to rework my mind to be like appreciate the small wins it's okay to celebrate this happening right now and 
some, maybe something does happen in the future, and that'll happen when it comes. Stop over-anticipating everything that's going to happen. Yeah, you cross that bridge when you get there. Because that's honestly like not really any way to live, if you really think about it. If yeah. you're constantly living in fear of the other shoe dropping, seeing the glass half empty, like at that point it becomes like, what we were, were talking about in previous episodes of needing something to like light your fire, you know, something yeah. to keep you going. If you're constantly thinking that it's gonna get worse, how the heck are you gonna keep going, girl? But not you. You've, you've kept going. You're like, oh, I, I'm, I'm. Something's always good. That's gonna happen, but I'm still gonna keep going, and that's the that's the important part. So, girl, stop. You got it. You got stop. It. You got it. You've been having me up these, up all these other episodes. Yeah. My turn to hype you a bitch. Because you're one of the most independent bitches that I know. Honestly, I'm like, that's crazy, and it's crazy because I feel like you and I are very similar, but. It's in these ways that we're actually very different. Because my upbringing, while I wasn't, like, rich, I also wasn't in the kind of living situation that you were in. And I didn't yeah. have to face the struggles that you had to face, thankfully. Mm -hmm. you different know? struggles. Um, but I feel like my mindset kind of was, I guess, handed down to me from my mom. Oof. You know, she, my mom is a very like go getter, boss bitch about the shit. Skin you know, for she real. had me very young, so she had no choice but to get her shit together, you know. So maybe it wasn't even just pressure from her, but maybe just pressure that I put on myself for trying to, like, I guess, prove myself to her in a way. And that always got me into that kind of mentality like, oh, I've, I'm not enough. On, on my own, so I have to keep doing more. You know what I mean? Ooh. I have to prove myself in a way because I feel like a lot of the times I'm more of a the wild child in my between me and my brother. Yeah. You know? Oh, your brother's so cute. <laughs> you know, my brother's like very like sh not sheltered, but he's Chill. like very to himself. Like he's tame, whatever. I was one more of the one running around doing all the craziness, and my mom kind of always thought that I had like my head in the clouds kind of situation. I was like, no, like I do know what the hell I'm doing. You know, you raised the <laughs> independent you bitch. Raise a strong <laughs> ass bitch i think something that we also have in common is the fact that we're both the first and oldest females Oof, in our family daughter syndrome <laughs> eldest daughter syndrome comes in and that's a that's very rough much in and of very itself very real thing this i feel like that's something do. that we both very much have in common because um while you're not the oldest in your family unit you Tree. are the oldest girl yeah right you're the middle child but the only girl i'm the girl girl you know and i'm the oldest girl between me and my brother it's just me and him um and i feel like we were brought up very differently i don't know about you yeah i feel like it's very different I in any family where there's like and like we were saying like an eldest girl and like maybe a younger person or a brother or whatever it is i feel like all the pressure really falls on the girl to kind of get her shit together i've always felt like Everybody was like, oh, she's the responsible one. Like, she's not going to make any bad decisions. She's not going to. Yeah, if something goes wrong, uh, we can go to Kayla. We can oh, my God. If something goes wrong, we can go to Steph. Uh, Steph, wow, take care of your Steph. brother. And even and with yep. love, I'll take care of my brother. But and that's the like thing. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, if you know us, you know we like die hard for our brothers. But, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure. And to grow up with all that pressure and keep taking it with you. So now we're like, that's how we want to see everything. And I don't know if it's also a gender thing. Like, I don't, not to make everything a gender thing, but I feel like, <laughs> yeah, especially think, in Hispanic yeah. families, like, they men are a little bit. They have their girls cleaning and cooking by the age of two. <laughs> en la cocina. <laughs> no, not but I was, uh, I wasn't cooking. 
I'm learning how to cook now. But <laughs> I was cleaning yeah. really at a, at a pretty young age. Like, since I was, like, probably, like, nine, I was doing it laundry and you. doing... I had chores, you know? And while my brother did have those same chores, uh, I felt like the repercussions... We're not the same. We're not the same, you know. Like you could. Turn she was the like, other like way. if he didn't clean, it was like okay, whatever. She didn't really expect him to clean in the you first know. place. But if you didn't, she was like, "Mija." And it also comes with being the first child too. Yep. Because obviously, when you're a parent, you're the first child. They're they're trying their hardest to be, you know. At the second ch- second third child, they're yep, like they're like whatever. Oh my do god. Do whatever you want. Sometimes I'm like to my little brother. I'm like, girl, you don't know how lucky you yeah. are. <laughs> And I speak to my friends about that, too, who are also, like, eldest siblings. Yeah. And they say the same thing. They're, like, the youngest sibling. We're all, like, you guys have it made in the shade. You don't know nothing about what I went through. Que buena vida. But also, I feel like it's a, it became a good thing as well. Because, like, growing up, I feel like taking on the leader role really carried on, especially throughout high school for us. Yes, oh my that's God. what I was going to say. There's pros and cons to this mindset and our upbringings. And uh, while, yeah, it was hard in the moment, like, <laughs> like trauma, you know, there's a lot of pros and cons to having this kind of like wor- work ethic and hustler mentality and yeah. just trying to do better for yourself. Let's <laughs> talk about it. So I, ha- I have written here. Um, so one of the pros is having a great work ethic. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like, again, going back to what you were saying, this was embedded in us from a very young age. We were put into leadership roles at a yeah. very young age. And we were put into these positions and making decisions that otherwise most kids probably wouldn't be <laughs> doing. We were analyzing Literally. our weaknesses and rating our weaknesses and our strengths. Oh, my God. Yeah, we would sit in there and have, like, leadership lessons. And they would teach culty, us. Like I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of culty. <laughs> but look at us now. But it taught us a lot. It taught us a lot. <laughs> a lot. I feel like I would have been a little bit more, I don't know, I feel like rebellious, I guess, if I hadn't been in leadership courses and stuff like that. Because it taught me how to, like, sit down and analyze the situation. And I feel like I already, like we were saying when we were little, we were already pushed into that. And I feel like that just kind of molded us to be like, okay, this is how you do it correctly. Yes. This is how you overcome something like this. Yes. This is how you apply it (laughs) to make it good. And you don't let it affect you. Mm -hmm. To turn shit around, bitch. (laughs) And then for a con to to work ethic. You usually end up overworking yourself. Half the time. That part. (laughs) Drops the mic. <laughs> was that better? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> and that goes even even past like high school. That goes like when we I don't know about you, but I feel like when I first started working, working, like working a job, I was like, I gotta be good at it. I w- was working at a freaking pizza shop, but I was like, like gotta be good, gotta be on top of my shit, gotta I wanted to learn everything. I was so extra. It's like if you're on time, you're late. Yeah, uh, yep. <laughs> If you're on time, you're late. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, don't even show up. Oh, you need something. Somebody uh. can come in. You need somebody to fill in. I got you. Yes, and <laughs> I, and then nobody wanted to fill in for me. And it, it makes for great employees. Yes, I love it. Amazing. Like everywhere you go, but you have at the and it dazzling. puts you in rooms that have a, like some people will otherwise not be in. But at the same time. 
it takes at a toll cost? on you. Yeah, at it takes cost? a toll on you. It's physically, mentally, emotionally. Like there was a lot of times I would go home and I'd be like, oh my god, like yeah, I was young and yeah, we were doing food industry jobs and stuff like that. But I was like, Jesus, like is it gonna be like this forever? <laughs> Am I gonna? Because even if I leave this job, I'm gonna be the same way in another job. But now I'm doing something I actually want to do. You don't mind being tired for it. Exa- it goes back to um, our IG room. I'm like segueing. Segueing. But it goes back to our IG room that um, had to do with like, uh, you're not having fun? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, this is, this is something so fun that we're doing together yeah. now. But on the flip side, there's also a lot of hours that go into it and Oof. time that is not so fun. There are times where but we're, we're doing like something that we love. Yeah. And it, yeah, it makes it worth it. So even the times where we are frustrated, we're like, like we're frustrated for a good reason because we're getting things done. And that also goes back to us like having high standards for everything that we want to do, which is one of my oh, pros as yeah, well. That was the next one that I have here. Too. <laughs> That's the same. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> having high standards in everything that we do, like creatively in work, in our relationships. Everything is just like I have to be the best at it, and then we like get really hard on ourselves when we're not. Yeah, it, it it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it works for us to have high standards, obviously, because we're reaching for things that are essentially better for us, you know, and worth our time and value. But at the same time, to our detriment, when those things don't meet those standards, whether it be in a relationship or at work or in re- I said relationships. Relationships yeah. are at work. Relationship, relationship. <laughs> relationship at work. Relationship at work. <laughs> um, when those expectations aren't met, it it could def it could definitely lead to a downfall. If if Oof. you're my if you're not mentally prepared for that kind of thing. You know and that's I mean? that's also one of my pros, like going as far about relationships. I feel like I'm a person who is always like, oh, like not so much that we have to be the perfect couple, but I'm like, we have to work on it. Like, we got to fix it. We got to fix right. it. We got to fix it. We got to fix it. Because I don't want it to fail. And I feel like that's a problem. That becomes a con because then you're stuck in a situation and you're the one pushing for everything. Moving on to our next pro. We're usually seen as role models. Yep. You Oof. know, we're usually that person. Even that at work. That motivates people and that is like cheering people on and all this great stuff we always have a smile on our face you know because we Especially got it yep on social it's media fine. we got it and people are like oh my god yeah people are like wow there's literally nothing wrong with them mm-hmm. but to our detriment yet again i feel like yep not that there's usually a lot of pressure and there's usually a lot of impos- imposter That's syndrome. I was just about to say that I was like that goes back <laughs> to the imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I feel like that happens a lot, especially for me. Like there's some times where I'm like, maybe I'm not living up to what people think of me. What if all of that all of me doing all of that, me getting over all of this was for nothing? And what if I don't make everybody proud? <laughs> No, Get back in there. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> but more than anything, what if I don't make myself proud? Honestly, I feel like because of the way we were brought up, which is also one of my pros, that makes us put ourselves on like a really big pedestal. Yeah. Constantly, like, I'm never gonna. 
I'm thinking too big. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like who am I to think that thinking this is going to happen? Never, <laughs> never you know? thinking, too, thinking too small. You got to think big. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Many pros and cons to this. Yeah. Hyper independence. Hyper independence. And uh, I think I just want to like get a little bit deeper into hyper independence and the way that it, it affects us in, in our relationships. Because Oof. the interesting that the interesting Oof. thing that happened was when I mentioned this little subtopic, right? That said hyper independence in relationships. We both had like a light bulb go off, but it was like completely two different opposites kinds of yeah uh, hyper independence in relationship you had a more like um i guess physical yeah um definition of it and i guess we can get into that and yeah that first i completely understand i feel like in relationships i've had a constant cycle of like i'll be fine without you so and I, I f- that goes back to the way I was raised and everything. I guess th- things constantly changing and moving. So my mind is always like, well, it's something can happen and that, c- that can always be taken away, basically. So you always got to be okay by yourself. Like, you got to be whole no matter what. No matter what situation you go into. So, because if you're half, then you're going to go into something and then these situations take things from you. No matter what it is, it's going to take something from you. So now you're going to leave and you're going to have even less than you had before. So even less than half of yourself. And that's so rough. That's hard. Because it's a good and bad thing. It's hard to not take that into new relationships. Because that's what I was, like, conditioned to do. And that's what my brain is like. That's what works for relationships. Like, you have to be an independent woman, and they have to be independent, and then you guys can be together. Which is true. Have your own shit. Your man should have his own stuff. Like, you guys should be. Two individuals. Yeah, you should be to come together. Two, yes, two holes. But I think what you mean by that is that you, when you are in a relationship, you like forget. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's not that's not like I'm a cheater or anything. No, not like that. Not like that in the way. But, but you like, like going I'm like, yeah. You're like, I love spending time by myself because I figure out a lot of things by myself. I'm a person who thinks a lot, so when I'm by myself, I can kind of like figure out what I'm thinking about and then approach a situation because I tend to over bring emotions into something. So I, I tend to do a lot of things like that alone and I'll forget that I have to like, not that I have to, but uh, you I forget to text and be like, hey, you know, I'm doing this right now. They'll be like, what are you doing? Like, like oh, I was just doing this three days. Yeah. <laughs> Where you been, girl? Where you been? I'm like, um. Bitch, I, I've been at the beach. Yeah. I was at the beach just chilling by myself, just figuring it out. <laughs> And like I forget that that not that it's a bad thing, but when you're in a relationship, that's something yeah. That like you now know? there's someone that's worried about me exactly. in that sense. So now someone's like, "Are you okay?" And I feel like to a certain extent that would also kind of like when they're trying to like be there for you in a way, oh. you're probably like, "Yes, like that's a big thing." I yes. can imagine, you know. And that's just kind of like how you were saying on like uh, I think like on the last part or the one before that, how you were saying you know how to receive it but you don't know how to, like, give it back. You're like that. That's, yeah, I'm, like, kind of like that, but with when I'm in a relationship as far as, like, I love when my person is always communicative and they're, like. Yeah, but you're, you forget. But I forget. Mm -hmm. I don't even not do it on purpose. I I love being, like, hey, I'm here. Like, I'll always pick up your phone. Like, I'm very, I'm a very committed person. I just forget. <laughs> and then, like, when the person is not, not upset, but, like, the person's, like, feeling some t- t- type of way about it, for good reason, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I'm now yeah. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, this is because I'm hyper-independent. And because I think 
I just need to solve a situation by myself. It'd be rough out there. It's not that deep, girl. <laughs> but I feel like that's it's hyper independent looks different on different people. No, definitely. Because that goes into the way that I kind of interpreted yep. it, which co- was completely different. Um, I can't say that I can relate in the way that you said. <laughs> I cannot relate to that <laughs> shit to you just you said, girl. With yourself all the time. I was very much the opposite of that for a very long time. Yeah. I was oh. in a relationship where I was never by myself, aside from the time that I was uh, in New York. But mm. even then, like, still, his energy was just, was like, lingering. around, you know? So yeah. I never, I didn't have that problem, you know? I was very much used to checking in, what are you doing, all this That's stuff, crazy. being always together, whatever. But I interpreted it in the way of um, hyper-independence emotionally, you know, um, a lot of people come to me to vent for advice and all that stuff, but I never reciprocate that, whether it's in friendships or in that's in big re- for you. <laughs> in I feel like you're a hard like nut to crack. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very, you know, like I just I try energy. not. Yeah, that, and I try not. I try to see the flip side of it. You know, I try to yeah. see okay, how can I fix this? You yeah. know, like I I'll dwell in private for like a day and then i'll be like okay like okay let's figure let's it fix out it, you know yeah. and i love that so about you <laughs> you're like all right girl <laughs> i hope you process your things in that day time to fix it so when it came to hyper independence uh, in, re- in relationships for me it was more of a, an emotional way where the person that i was with had very strong emotions at all times so he was always like projecting his emotions onto me and dumping his emotion onto me which was fine because the type of person that i am you can do that but I would never felt that I was able to reciprocate. That's what that, I was going to ask. You know what I mean? So I was just like, I was dealing with his emotions and then uh, the repercussions of his emotions were my, which were my emotions, but I didn't really have an outlet for and you that. Di- you and I didn't have the time to be by myself and process those emotions on top of that. So it was very much like, you know. So do you ever feel like you ever truly were able to openly be yourself 100% with him emotionally? Or do you not think you were ever able to get the there because you were holding on to so much? I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. In a way, you know. It was a lot. <laughs> it was it was a lot. So it yeah. It took a lot out of me. It took a lot out of me. Thankfully I'm in a completely different place now. Yeah. You know, but that's the way that I interpreted it. So I thought it was very interesting that we had like different interpretations and it just goes back to how similar we are because we are very similar we have very similar mindsets very similar vibes energy all that stuff but also very completely different and very completely like root of a cause yep you know and very (laughs) different like different motives at the end of the day but experiences i feel like we've had like completely opposite experiences like but both very monumental i guess in us learning things but completely like opposite sides of the spectrum i think it's time for a game 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 these are actually my favorite parts of the podcast is when we get into the game because <laughs> they're just so like do you have your body i do okay don't let you see them this game is called this baddie 
That's it. That's actually the whole name. It's just this baddie. And the pretty much the game is we're gonna say some fun facts about some baddies. Monumental baddies. Um, and uh, we have to guess which baddie celebrity did it or is Who responsible. Who done it? Who done it? So Period. Do you want to go first? I go first. Okay. <laughs> this is actually really fun to like research. Like I know. I, I was like, oh. I was like oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I was like looking up their names. <laughs> okay, okay. <coughs> God, oh, I, I don't think I'm going to get any of these right. I just feel like I'm going to. Okay. So this baddie is a founder of a nonprofit. It's called Keep a Child Alive. And the reason that she started this nonprofit is so funny. She went to Africa, to South Africa, and she met a bunch of like younger people who had lost their parents to HIV and AIDS. And it, like, broke her heart. So she started an organization to give money back to help these kids. Her oh. real name, I won't tell you her first name. I'll tell you her middle and her last name. Okay. Is Algeo Cook. Yeah. I knew that wasn't going to help. Algeo <laughs> Cook. Um... And I also think this Keep is a child alive. When, I <laughs> when I heard when I was like researching on this, I was like, "Wow, woman!" Like, and she also did it just because she felt so bad because those and just like we were saying earlier, so those younger kids that lost their parents to HIV and to AIDS had to step up and become the head of the household, and now they have to make the bread, they have to make all the decisions. That's a lot. A lot, and she started a foundation to help them all. Okay, maybe I can I give a hint. Maybe I can give a okay, hint. Yeah, yeah, give me a hint. Okay, she, this is, all of the hints are going to be easy, but she plays piano. Alicia Keys. Yes! <laughs> Her real name <laughs> is Alicia Augeo Cook. Augeo Cook. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. That's I love cool. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys, shout out. We love you. <laughs> We're not sponsored, but we could be. Love ya. <laughs> okay, ready? Keep a child alive. Okay. This baddie started playing piano at the age of four uh-huh. and, ta- and took lessons in jazz, hip-hop, and ballet when she turned six. In 2011, she became famous from writing her own songs, one of which was based on a farm animal. Is it Doja? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> think I was going to get any of them right, honestly, until you said the farm. Then I was like, Doja. I was like, that should have been a dead giveaway. Yeah, but yeah. I asked but at first it was kind of hard with the like whole like jazz and like dancing. Yeah. And like, damn, that could be literally anybody. <laughs> that could <laughs> like be literally Zendaya. every <laughs> single musician. <laughs> Already in the world right now. Okay, okay. Um, oh, okay. So this baddie teamed up with Box Tops for Education. It's like a... A thing Kay. for teachers. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna know any of those. <laughs> it helps because she, okay, she also has a show that talks about like teachers in um, underdeveloped areas, basically. Um, and it's very like the office like, like the show. Um, oh, I don't know her name though. Is it the main one? Listen, yes. <laughs> I don't know her name though. So she. <laughs> So she ended up donating $20,000 of those profits to her elementary school. And I'm like, you got it. The The show is literally named after her. 
Abbott Elementary. Yes. Uh, okay. That's her name, Abbott? No. I don't know her name. It's actually I'm not named after her at all because I just oh. thought of it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're giving me a false information. Okay. <laughs> People are going to be like, you know, it's actually <laughs> named after her. I heard it on two B's in a pod. Okay. You give up. It starts with a Q. I don't know her name. I know who you're talking. I have her face. And she also does that. Ooh, a large. Yeah. Her name her. is. <laughs> I don't know her name. <laughs> her name is Quinta Bronson. Quinta Bronson. Quinta Bronson. Yes. A baddie. A true baddie. That is. And she's phenomenal. always advocating for teachers. But, you know, I feel like you did a lot more reading into this than I did. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just got the fun facts. Um, no, I like that. I want I want the fun ones. Okay. This baddie created her own fund called the Ra- the Rare Impact Fund, which helps with providing access to mental health care for everyone who needs it. Can I phone a friend? Yeah, sure. Clyde, do you know the answer? <laughs> Clyde's are being our podcast engineer today. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Clyde. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. It was on the Disney Channel. Uh, oh. Say, can you say it again one more time? <laughs> she was on the Disney She was on the Disney No, not you. <laughs> Steffi, can you say the thing again? This baddie created her own fund called the Rare Impact Fund. Is it Selena Gomez? Yes. Uh. <gasps> Ooh, snaps and claps. You know why I thought of it? And I knew the I knew the answer even before he said that. Because when you said rare, I thought you were gonna talk about rare beauty. And I was like, I guess she keeping it she's she keep keeping the same it names. consistent. Keeping it consistent. That's good. Damn. I didn't know that though. Yes. I love her. Love her. And I gotta keep my outfits a leaner. Anyway. Ooh. I know Be- line. Beauty and the beast. <laughs> oh, your turn, yeah. Okay. <coughs> oh, speak this one's this, this one's also talking about mental health, so that's funny. So this baddie started, you're going to guess it, started a foundation with her mom. It's called Born This Way, and it's to support younger kids and build a kinder future. And kind I build kinder conversations with younger kids. Is it Lady Gaga? Yeah, I knew you were going to guess it. Born This Way. Born This Way. And her real name is Stephanie Joanne yes, Angelina. G- I was like, what? I know. I didn't know that. Period. Uh, I'm so proud of you. You did good. But I know once you were born this way, I was yeah, like, that, that's I a shouldn't have put that in there. That's a dead giveaway. But for a second, I, I Beyonce popped into my mind, and I was like, Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 okay. This one. Last one. Well, but for me, anyways. Yes. This baddie lost her home during a California wildfire and helped others who faced the same hardships. She also set up her own foundation, which aims to help rally young people to fight injustice against homeless youth, LGBTQ youth, and other vulnerable populations, called the Blank Hippie Foundation. Oh, my God. Why do you say blank? Because I feel like it might... Oh, it's a name? No. I said born this way. Okay, maybe you'll know it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Wow, that's wonderful. I I feel like if I say the blank, maybe you'll know it, but I don't know. Maybe I should... Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Wow. Okay, I'm just going to say the, the Happy Hippie Foundation. Is it Lana Del Rey? That's a good guess. But Thank no. you. Okay. Happy Hippie Foundation. 
così rapido. Is it Miley? Yes! <laughs> what the fuck? Shut up! We should have bought a prize. I'm shook. You're good. I really thought I was going to get that one wrong. Prize. Clink. Oh my god. It sounded like a gun. Yeah, yeah, I only have victory, one more. Oh my god. Victory. Um, chug. Yeah, victory chug. That was not a chug dick. That was like a sip. That was like. Listen. No, no, no. Yeah. We're doing dry, yeah, yeah, yeah. dry beginning of March till my birthday. Oh okay, no. I have one more. Okay. One more. <laughs> You're not going to get this one. Love you, though. But <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> this baddie donated $500,000 to Temple University Hospital and the COVID-19 Response Fund because her and her three-year-old son were diagnosed with covid so they donated to the relief funds to help everyone COVID. Okay, I'll try. Let me try to give you a hint that would help because that doesn't really. I'm like that could be any celebrity. Um, she's COVID. well known in the media for being very accepting of her child. Gabrielle Union. You're. That's a really good guess. And I know that Gabrielle Union also does a lot for the community, and she she was gonna be on my freaking list. She makes tops. Um, but that was a really good guess. Jamie no. Lee Curtis. No, you're getting pretty close though. <laughs> like, like that's the round. Like, mm. and she makes like punk rock music. Pink, yeah. What's up? Oh, what? I'm still a rock star. I got my rock moves, and that's correct. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> that was right. actually a lot. I was really stressed about the game. I was like. This, because I was excited <laughs> for it, but I was like, this sounds a little hard. Like, maybe we don't even get any of and them. I, this is a horrible game because I don't really even know celebrity celebrities' names. names. Like that. Yeah, so I'm, like, I'm bad with people's names. Why would we pick this as a game? But it was a fun game. And it was it was like a good wrap up to what we were already addressing about being a baddie and what it, and these baddies are already baddies to us and they're still doing things to better themselves. Thing. Still doing baddie things. Which just means that it only gets better from here. For us baddies. Always. And it's always going to get better. <laughs> so <laughs> as always. With that, <laughs> I think that's our episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we absolutely love you guys. Uh, like we said, follow us on Two Bees in a Pod. Instagram, our link trees in the bio. You can find us everywhere. Yes. We cannot wait to sit down and talk to you guys again. Love you. Mean it. Till next time. XOXO Gossip